0: And welcome to another episode of Pass It to Patrick. I'm your host, Patrick Cassidy. We have a great podcast today. It's a beautiful sunny day, a little humid here in Missouri. It gets humid here. I'm not sure how it is out in the coast or the east coast, the west coast, I'm not sure at all, but here in Missouri it gets humid, it's still sunny though, it's a nice day, great day to talk about sports, welcome to the podcast, if you haven't listened before, please uh, subscribe, leave a review, this is Pass it to Patrick, we cover everything about sports, sports stories, the biggest stars, today we have an amazing show, we have to talk about Giannis, onto DeCumpo, we have to talk about LeBron, the playoffs, really just a slew of stuff that we have to get into today, so I just want to jump into it. Now, I'm not trying to have a somber tone here when I talk about this subject, but it, it, it feels like it is kind of a somber thing. I'm sad, everyone. I'm really sad because I really wanted Giannis to be the face of the league a couple of years back, but it's just this This reassures that he's just not the face of the league. And this isn't a hating on Giannis thing because the Bucks are down. Uh, 2-0. They gotta figure it out. They play tonight um, against the Nets. The Brooklyn Nets are. I I feel like nobody's beating them. They will win the finals this year. They. That's my new prediction. We'll get into that a little later. But expectations. Let's talk a little bit about expectations because Giannis Antetokounmpo from Greece came into the league with zero expectations. I mean, nobody really looked at the kid. Or looked at the guy for a few years, but then he started making waves. Well, then all of a sudden, these expectations, and we get these in all aspects of life, these expectations get put on your shoulders to do something, to accomplish something great. And the more talented you are, the more expectation is on your shoulders. Well, that's kind of what's happened to Giannis. He came out of the gates firing, look at this guy, the way you know we can develop him, we can develop him into a great shooter eventually, he's got a crazy post, let's get some weight on him, every aspect was going the right way, until it didn't. And sad to say that Giannis Antetokounmpo will not be the face of the league, and now it's dangerous where he's teetering at, because he is on the brink of being a number two, uh, that's just the truth. I, I think they need help in Milwaukee, and I think Giannis has maxed his skill set. I don't think he's going to develop a shot. I think this is what he is, a strong post player that has his way in the lane. And those expectations, get they got put on him to be the face of the league, and the pressure you know, maybe has gotten to him a little bit. Because in the playoffs so far, they haven't got out of the second round. I mean, last few years, nothing. And Giannis, these are the moments when you got to step up. If they lose tonight's game, it's over. I already think the Brooklyn Nets are going to end it and go to the finals, but this will be the final nail in the coffin, honestly. So the expectations on him, he, he can't live up to them. And the face of the league thing, I never did buy into it a few years back because he just, in my opinion, he's a loyal guy he is so loyal to milwaukee and i respect him for that a lot of guys aren't loyal but he's staying in that smaller market and he is trying to bring a championship and i think if he could eventually bring a championship to that city i mean that would be amazing i think that's all he really wants to do i don't we all put expectations on Giannis in the sports media world to go out and be the next LeBron, but I I truly and genuinely believe that he just wants to maybe win one or two titles in Milwaukee, and that's good enough for him, I don't think he's one of these guys that's going to chase titles, you know, he, he has built his brand into something special, and I respect him so much for it, and the way that he plays the game is aggressive, I mean, he plays it so aggressively, he gets in that paint, you ain't beating him, But the problem is, the team around him, I feel, isn't constructed the best. He needs Stephon Curry, Clay Thompson. He needs shooters on the outside. And there was, like, talk of him going to Golden State when he was free agency last year. But let's be honest, this guy just wants to win in Milwaukee. And the sports media world needs to cool it a little bit. Because they keep acting like maybe Giannis is something he's not. Maybe he's a two. He, he could very well be a two, and I honestly believe that there is nothing wrong with that. You know, being the second best at something and maxing out your potential, you could maybe sleep at night saying, hey, this is what I'm good at. I'm not going to be able to develop this next part of my game. I won't stop trying to improve myself, but this may be what, what I am. And I think that's something that people need to do in life anyway, is maybe accepting the fact of what their strengths are, And that's it. I mean, it it's it maybe seems a little dull and you know sad to say, but it's not. You can still improve on things. But Giannis, I think, is who he is, and we all just need to realize that. It's like Ben Simmons. You know, Ben Simmons when he first came out, everyone put the expectation of he's LeBron. He he look at the passing skills, look at the post game. Just give it a couple years, and he'll have a, a three point shot, and he'll be he'll be LeBron. Well. You know, there's only one LeBron. <laughs> there's only one Michael. There's only one LeBron. There's only one Kobe. You don't get to just have these guys. They're once-in-a-generation guys. You know, so the the whole thing with Giannis and him being the face of the league, I am so fine with him just being Giannis. And I think he's content with that too, but I think the expectations that the sports media world and fans put on him is so unfair. Just appreciate an incredible player. Because I appreciate Giannis, I'm not gonna put expectations on him to, you know, get his team out of the hole right now. I I just don't think he'll do it. I just don't. I think, you know, he may be a number two. I think they need some help in Milwaukee. He is definitely a animal in the paint. He dominates. He gets his way. He can post up. He can rebound. He is strong. He put on weight. I commend him for doing all that. But he maybe is a number two I believe he is I think they need some help they need another star but the problem is he signed a supermax and not only that he's at taking a lot of money but he also plays for the Milwaukee Bucks and that is just not a franchise that draws <laughs> superstars but I think he's got a great career ahead of him if he wins one I'll be happy for him so it, it's not going to happen this year but it it will happen and I think that'll be the ultimate prize for Giannis I think that'll be his LeBron moment going back to Cleveland where LeBron cried on the floor because he was so happy to bring a title to Cleveland. And you know what? LeBron had help. LeBron, guess what? Those people that say, you know, you need to just win on your own. mm -mm, That's not how, how, how can you say that? How can you put the pressure all on one guy? (laughs) I mean, I heard that when LeBron lost this last series uh, to the Suns. Uh, I thought he was the GOAT. Oh, you know what? Shut up. Because that has nothing to do with it. Michael Jordan got whooped in the playoffs until he had Scottie Pippen and a great team around him. It takes a great team. And people just hate on greatness. If we would have had social media in the 90s, Michael Jordan would have got so much hate and people would have been hating on Michael Jordan because that's just what people do. They're jealous and they want to they want to hate on someone. And so I I getting back to you honest, I believe that he is who he is. We need to appreciate him. And stop putting expectations on these guys for, you know, who they're not. Just appreciate who they are. You know, it's like Zion. You Especially with rookies, if you're putting the expectations on a rookie to come in and play amazing, what are you doing? That's, that's ridiculous. Zion is who Zion is. He may never be LeBron. He probably won't be. Like I said, there's only one LeBron. But you got to quit putting expectations on these guys. They are who they are. Enjoy who they are. I think this series is over with the Milwaukee Bucks and Brooklyn Nets. I think that Giannis is a great player. He will get a championship. And that's my opinion on it. That's my take. (laughs) And a great way to segue into the next thing is Brooklyn Nets, because (laughs) no disrespect to them, they are playing amazing basketball right now. Uh, they proved me wrong earlier in the year when I said, I don't think it'll work. Who's gonna take the last shot?, uh, they've 100% proven me wrong. The Brooklyn Nets and Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden, even though James Harden's hurt right now, this could be one of the most amazing offensive performances we are seeing because Kevin Durant, if if they're gonna sweep the, they're gonna sweep the bucks. That's just a given. The bucks aren't aren't getting out of this. So who do they play next? They play the 76ers. Well, Joel Embiid's health is so up and down, we we just don't know. And that that's the Brooklyn Nets. They will make the finals and they they will win because they either have to they're either going to face Utah or the Suns. I don't think the Clippers are going to get past Utah. Um, they'll either face the Suns or the the Utah jazz and those teams just aren't, I think the Utah jazz may actually have a better shot or not the Utah jazz. Excuse me. I think the Phoenix suns may actually have a better shot than the Utah jazz to beat them because they have a lot of offensive weapons. And honestly, the Utah jazz, they're a forward position. I just don't, they don't have great defense on that front, you know, but they're still an amazing team, but the Phoenix suns match up the best to the Brooklyn Nets. And I believe the Brooklyn Nets will win the finals though this year. Kevin Durant will get another ring. And let's not take anything away from the Brooklyn Nets. They have played amazing. Uh this last game versus the Bucks, they won 125 to 86. They crushed them. Wasn't even a, a competition. Kevin Durant He's just one of the greatest offensive players you know. I've seen. Uh, 33 minutes, 4 rebounds, 6 assists, 32 points. The guy put on a show. That crossover highlight, it was amazing to watch. If you watched that game live, it was a fun game, if you're a Brooklyn Nets fan especially. Um, Kyrie Irving showed up, uh, 5 rebounds, 6 assists, 22 points. I've had my criticisms of Kyrie Irving, but he showed up and he performed. Uh, if James Harden would have been in there, they would have won by a lot more. It would have been like 150. <laughs> So, you know, they had a great contribute uh, contributions from Joe Harris, uh, 13 points, you know, Brown, 13 points, James, 10 points, they they had uh, contributions all over the floor and Blake Griffin, he's just playing with intensity, uh, eight rebounds, one assist and seven points. He played 20, you know, 6 minutes. He averaged uh, quite a bit of time in that game, but they need him because he's got that grit that they need. And maybe playing in Detroit helped with that. But the Brooklyn Nets I'm not not taking anything away from them. They played an amazing game. And I the Bucks just Giannis 18 points. They just didn't match up against them. And that's exactly why the Brooklyn Nets are going to win the finals, I believe this year. I think it'll be them and the Suns, and the Suns have the best chance to beat them with Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton. Um, you know, Jay Crowder played pretty great in that series versus the Lakers. But the Brooklyn Nets, I was skeptical of them. But Kevin Durant is playing out of his mind, and I know Kevin Durant can be sensitive, and that's the narrative around Kevin Durant. But I think the guy showed up, and he's he. it is his mission to prove people wrong. He's coming back from an injury that everyone said he won't come back from. Everyone said he's a, you know... A crybaby and all this stuff, but you know what? If he wins the finals, eventually, you know he will never get the respect to trolls. I don't. I don't think you know. I don't like that about uh, Kevin Durant that he uh, gets so bothered by what trolls say, but on the internet. But he will earn some more respect if he can pull this team together and win. But. Giannis is trying to do it alone, and that would be like Kevin Durant trying to do it alone. It just doesn't work if you're alone, and we can't put these expectations on guys. And you know what? Kevin Durant's living up to the expectations, though. He is 100% living up to it. And the Brooklyn Nets are just, you know, it shows why talent can get you so far. Great defense, you know, great coaching, it gets you to a certain point. But just throw a bunch of guys together. They haven't even played much together. This chemistry, I don't know how they're doing it, but the chemistry is 100% amazing with what they're doing. They just threw these guys together and say, hey, figure it out. And talent overcomes uh, plans, scheming, um, different plays that coaches put together. It just overcomes all of that. And, you know, role players, it it just doesn't matter. Just get, get those stars together. And that's the blueprint for the rest of the league. And I think the rest of the league Will eventually copy uh, the Brooklyn Nets blueprint of put a bunch of talented people on a team and watch it explode. So, Brooklyn Nets, um, exciting game tonight. I predict Brooklyn's going to win this next game. I, I think they, this may be a 4 0 series. I know people are like, what are you talking about? They, Bucks can't get swept. I, I, my prediction is they get swept. It's just, I, all the momentum's with the Nets. Prove me wrong, Bucks. Prove me wrong. And I'll admit I'm wrong next week if they, uh, if they lose, I'll admit that I'm wrong. I know when when I'm wrong. Um, so then today we also have the Clippers and Jazz. Um, Utah leads that series 1-0. Momentum seems to be with the Jazz. Uh, Donovan Mitchell's playing amazing. Um, the Clippers, I think this will be a six-game series. The Clippers will figure some stuff out. They they're so inconsistent. It's so hard to know what the Clippers are. We know what you know. We know what the Nets are. Offensive firepower. We know what the Bucks are. Really talented one player. Chris Middleton, too. They're your standard uh, team that's put together really well with chemistry. The Jazz, their chemistry is great, too, similar to the Bucks. Hawks, momentum of a young guy making plays. 76ers, two talented uh, bigs on the team. Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons passing the ball. The Suns. Veteran leadership from Chris Paul and offensive scoring machines with Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton rebounding. Nuggets, well-put-together scheme, just like uh, the Bucks and the Jazz. Those are teams that we know. I don't know what the Clippers are, <laughs> and that is what scares me. So I have the Utah Jazz uh, winning that series, and then I have the Hawks- um, uh beating the 70 no I don't have the Hawks beating the 76ers sorry I have the 76ers beating the Hawks and I think they'll get on to the next round and I have the Suns beating the Nuggets but the the games tonight are exciting we have the uh Nets versus the Bucks the Clippers versus the Jazz and then tomorrow we have the 76ers versus the Hawks and Suns versus the Nuggets and those games there's a lot of pressure on certain stars in those games. Devin Booker has some pressure on him. Joel Embiid has a lot of pressure on him. Trey Young has a lot of pressure. Nikolai Jokic has a lot of pressure because he just won MVP. Congratulations to him. I think it should have went to Chris Paul, but, you know, just my opinion. And these games will, these next few games will tell a lot about these teams. I really hope I figure out what the Clippers are. In this series. I really do. But so far, they've just been a roller coaster. I don't know if they rely on Kawhi. I don't know if they trust Paul George. I don't know if they trust Reggie Jackson. I mean, I really don't know. (laughs) I know nothing about them. And that's really sad because I feel like they had a good team last year. I feel like they shouldn't have fired Doc Rivers. But, you know, the thing is, everyone's got to find their way. And eventually, Kawhi, we will know the truth about Kawhi. Is Kawhi? He's the best. Get a bucket, get a stop, guy. We know that. But is he a leader? And so far, what he's shown is he's not. Because you have to be a leader. Has to be vocal. He has to, you know, talk a lot and inspire his guys. And some, some people believe leadership is you just, you know, show your dedication and that's leadership. Well, no, even Kobe, Michael, LeBron, they're always talking to their guys. And I, I'm curious to find out what Kawhi Leonard is because obviously he's not showing he's a leader, you know, he's not showing up all the time, you know, he's game managing at like his late twenties when he should just be playing every game. So the NBA playoffs are exciting. I can't wait to see what tonight's games uh, bring. Um, hopefully, we don't have any more fan drama and you know expectations. Again, they're being put on Nikola Jokic, and honestly, I don't think that's fair. If he has a bad game, everyone's going to say, why is he the MVP? I thought he should have been having a great game, but I'm, I'm not putting pressure on Nikola Jokic. This is a team game. They lost Jamel Murray. Uh, so, the great games tonight. We're going to figure out a lot. <laughs> we're going to see if these expectations... Um, bring anything. Okay, so moving on now to the NFL. I want to uh, talk a little NFL today because some big stories in the NFL this past week. Julio Jones is joining the Tennessee Titans and it doesn't make a difference. I, I really think he could have gone anywhere else and he would have had an impact, but Tennessee Titans, eh, no, no, it doesn't make a difference. I'm sorry, Tennessee. Um, the, you know, the Atlanta Falcons, I think, made a smart trade getting him out of the conference into the uh, AFC from the NFC. But no, it's just the Tennessee Titans. they're 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 centered around Derrick Henry. What what makes you think inserting Julio Jones is going to make a difference? Um, he's an amazing talent. I would have loved to seen him go to Baltimore, the Packers, um, any other team. Even you know what would have been sick if he would have went to the Chiefs or. Um, the Chargers, because any other team that's passing dominant, even the Broncos, uh, you know, any team that's passing dominant will utilize him. That's going to throw the ball. Um, but no, the Tennessee Titans—they're run-centric. I don't know what Tennessee was thinking. I, I personally don't like the trade. Um, but he is older, so maybe the Atlanta Falcons are seeing some stuff. Last couple years in practice, hey, he doesn't have that burst that he used to have. You know, that that get-up-and-go. Um, right off the line of scrimmage, so maybe they saw something and they got a you know a good pick for him, and that's that's fine with them. But the Tennessee Titans, I think that wasn't a good trade by them. I think um, he could have gone to a lot of better places. And Julio's one of those guys that came into the league and just like popped immediately. But you know, age declines, just happens. Um, but Tennessee Titans don't understand the trade. Just I don't think it's gonna bring much. They're still gonna hand the ball off to Derrick Henry, uh, pretty much. The whole game, and Ryan Tannehill is a great passer, but I think if you would have had a Drew Brees, a Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, it would have really more utilized, uh, you know, Julio Jones' talents, especially at this age. Uh, But he's expensive, uh, and goes to an offense that's not past uh, past dominant. So we'll see what happens there. But I'm not a fan of the trade. But hey, he's out of Atlanta. Atlanta got out of that big contract. Um, I'm not sure the fans' opinions on if they wanted to keep Julio. If not, I'm pretty sure a lot of fans of the Atlanta Falcons agreed he was expensive, older, they want to get younger, and they added Kyle Pitts, so they're fine with this move. But uh, Tennessee, eh, don't really know. So, also in the NFL, I want to segue into this, because we've been talking about expectations. Well, is Dak Prescott going to live up to everything he's been getting? Because Dak Prescott is getting a lot. He has gotten the keys To the world's largest sports brand in general I mean it's bigger than anything he's gotten the keys to that franchise and the money that comes with it in Texas you know he he's banking and um, he's become the highest paid Jordan NFL athlete on a five-year deal because reportedly he has left Adidas for Jordan brand and it's not reported it's actually confirmed now Um, and I am starting to wonder Because I think Dak Prescott is an amazing leader in the locker room. I think he says everything right. I think he's got uh, good character qualities uh, that people look up to in the organization. But again, expectations. Are we saying he is something he is not? Because I I watched Kirk Cousins play as a Washington fan. And any Washington fan can relate to this. Kirk Cousins was great. He was manager of games game manager, good, decent quarterback in the NFL. But when it got to the big moments, when those, that pass had to be made, it's no different than Jimmy Garoppolo. They just can't make the pass. They just can't. Jimmy Garoppolo, Kirk Cousins. And I'm sorry, I put Dak Prescott in that same, you know, position as those guys in that same category. He can get you to the big game. But what I've seen so far is I don't think he can make the pass. And again, prove me wrong but I think that's who he is, and I don't think people need to start building him up because the Dak Prescott hype train is gaining momentum again. And the the money, everything he's getting, I, th- I've said this before. It's just my opinion on NFL quarterbacks. So, you know, take it how you want it. Tom Brady gets what he wants. He's in a category of his own. He's competing with Tom Brady. For me, for me personally, this is what I can't stand. <laughs> When these quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and I've said this before, you have one ring. You have one ring. I, I, I am over the fact of these quarterbacks complaining about what they want. I'm sorry not showing up for camp. Um, not Patrick Mahomes so much. He hasn't done that. But Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, this last offseason, I... Don't agree with their their mentality on this. Get me help. Get me help. Okay, let's let's recap here. You are not on the brown on the um not the Browns because they're really good right now. You are not on the Detroit Lions. <laughs> You're just not. You're not even on you know the Jets. <laughs> the you know Jets the Raiders. You're not on some of these teams that haven't been good. <laughs> You're just not. You are on teams that have won Super Bowls, established franchises, very professional, they handle business great. You are on these teams, and for you to start complaining that you don't have enough weapons and the team doesn't respect you, and I have a say in everything, that's just not how businesses work, that's not how companies work, and Sometimes certain players are bigger than the company. It's true. Tom Brady, he's bigger than the Bucks. He just is, and he got bigger than the Patriots. He deserved to have his way, one hundred percent. LeBron deserved to have his way. Michael deserved to have his way. Those guys, they deserved it. Eh, these other guys who have won one ring, no, stop it. You do not get to come into a franchise. You're talented. You're amazingly talented. I'm not questioning that. You are you. Your talent, it's out of this world. But for you to come in with one ring and have been put in moments to win games and have not pulled it out. And I know you need a receiver to win, but they've had receivers. Russell Wilson, I don't have enough weapons. DK Metcalf. uh, Aaron Rodgers, last time I checked, uh, you had the best receiver in the NFL. I don't know. Last time I checked, okay? I believe that these teams have already put their quarterbacks in positions to win. Uh, They have. I don't know how you can argue that these teams don't have pieces around these quarterbacks. Uh, I'm sorry, you won one ring. Ben Roethlisberger has won two. Is he doing this? No. And he has shown up and won two rings. Eli Manning won two, beat one of the greatest quarterbacks and greatest teams in in two Super Bowls. Did he do this? No. This has more to do with character than it does with disrespect. I don't think the Packers disrespect Aaron Rodgers. I don't think Russell Wilson got disrespected. I don't think that at all. I just think these teams don't feel obligated to go to a quarterback who's won one ring, and say, "Hey, you need to make the you need to help us make this decision." If Russell Wilson would have won two or three, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers should have more rings by now, guys. You can blame the Packers all you want, <laughs> but Aaron Rodgers should have had another ring. And you do need a team. I, I agree you need to protect your quarterback, I and I, I'm all for that. And I'm not for shutting out players. I'm pro player, but I do think it's a balancing act. You really need to be careful to not get too big for who you are. You know, Tom Brady gets to do this. Tom Brady gets to do this 100%. He gets to go into any organization, and he gets to demand what he wants. You don't if you get one ring. You just don't. And I'm sorry, but that's how life works. You can't go in to your boss in any other situation you know, after one year of having a good year of turning a profit and say, Hey, uh, I'm upset because I've done everything for this company, and you're not including me, so I feel disrespected. (laughs) You could be the most talented uh, person at a new job. And that is not how you do business. And that's not how they do business. Years of working your way up is how the world works. And no different in sports, you know? But these athletes, they they do get big heads. And some of them think that they are Tom Brady. Well, they're not. There's one Tom Brady. Just like there's one LeBron, one Michael, one Kobe. I've gone over this. And knowing your expectations it all comes back to that <laughs> expectations that guys get put on and the media doesn't help with it the media doesn't help with it at all but that's just my opinion on quarterbacks uh, these last couple of years because this Aaron Rodgers drama the Russell Wilson drama i think it could have all been avoided you know i i i do see the point communication is very important in a business too there should have been a little more communication but i think the quarterbacks you know needed to handle it a little better that's just my criticism of it. I don't know. Just my opinion. We're all allowed to have an opinion, right? Um, so, the NFL, a lot of exciting storylines. I think the Tim Tebow stuff at training camp still going good. <laughs> I haven't talked about it. I'm letting that kind of simmer, and we'll see what happens right now. I'm excited to see what he does in the playoffs, though. Uh Pretty, pretty exciting times if you're a Tebow fan. (laughs) I mean, I'm kind of, I don't really have an opinion on Tebow. I think he, you know, leveraged himself into the position he is good for him. Uh, It's a money-making business. That's what it's about at the end of the day. It's about making money. So the NFL is really gearing up towards these training camps and speaking a little more about Aaron Rodgers' situation. Um, He can be fined if he doesn't show up. At uh, this next OTAs, training camps—I forget what they call it—but the Packers can find him. I just my quick take on that. I don't think. I think the Packers really want to make it work with Aaron Rodgers, so I think both sides could be civil about this, and they don't need to find him. They need to work it out. Um, but I, th- I think both sides uh, will find a way, um, maybe to not get so ugly right now. I'm hoping so, but you know, if it does, it'd be a great story could talk about a little more on the podcast <laughs> i would not hate it and i've talked about lebron on a lot of my podcasts um just a little lebron story um because I, I do think we we need to focus more on the suns and uh you know all these teams that are left in the playoffs not just the suns but you know uh nuggets clippers nets bucks hawks sporting uh 76ers um, Utah Jazz, just all these teams that are still in the playoffs. I think we need to focus on them a little more. But still an exciting story. Uh LeBron James is changing his number from 23 to number 6. <laughs> and so he's going to be back at uh going to be back at number 6. And Anthony Davis will stay at number 23 or I mean number 3. So uh kind of just a little story there. I think it's kind of cool. I think it'll be awesome to see him uh be number 6 again. He's uh playing for the Toon squad <laughs> this uh this summer and he'll wear number 6 in his new movie. So, uh interesting little story. Um I liked when he wore number 6. Um maybe I have to pick up a jersey of that. I don't know. Uh but anyway, uh, guys, thank you for listening today. Um if not if you haven't subscribed, I would appreciate it uh for you guys to subscribe, leave a review, leave a, a rating of this podcast every little bit helps uh, I try to get them out every Wednesday um, if it's a day late I'm sorry about that we were a day late uh, this week but uh, please hit that subscribe button listen on Spotify uh, uh, Apple podcasts um, you know I think I'm on I'm on quite a few different platforms um, follow me on Instagram follow my Twitter um, Facebook look me up uh, and uh, thank you guys for listening this has been another episode of Pass It to Patrick and everyone have a good day